to your show all the time, and I, and I have no idea that they did or anything about it, and it's obvious that you are by the great following we're getting on this show. And I want to tell you it's because of you. So I really want to thank you, and I want you to know how much you're helping people with disabilities by listening to this show or listening to the archives every week. Because by you doing that, we're getting that message out everywhere. And, you know, I wanted to end the show this year with someone really special, and I thought a lot about this, and I thought, okay, we've had mystery authors, we've had the president's sister, we've had people from the Obama administration, we've had Congressman Hoyer, soon we're going to be having Senator Durbin, we've had Tony Quello many times, and, and I thought, you know what, I want to end the show with this year with a young person. Because to me, young people are our future. You all know I am a woman with epilepsy, and I'm so honored and excited that this May I will be the chairman of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation. And I want to tell you that when I spoke in Washington, D.C. one year, I met this young woman, our guest, Sarah Elizabeth Clark. She is an advocate and I mean a phenomenal advocate from New York, and Joe LaMountain, who is the director, of, the director of grassroots advocacy for our National Epilepsy Foundation. I met this young woman. I was so impressed with her and her commitment and passion that I thought, you know what, I'm going to get her on this show because she is what it's all about, and that is why it's my honor to introduce our two guests, Sarah Elizabeth Clark and Joe LaMountain. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Joyce. Hi. Sarah, you're going to have to be that star of the show that you were when I heard you speak in Washington, D.C. I want you to first tell our listeners, Sarah, a little bit about you and your very first experience with epilepsy. Well, when I was 16 months old, I was um, playing in my house with my sisters when I had a seizure. And we had some follow-up tests and uh, a couple more back-to-back seizures in between. And I was diagnosed with idiopathic benign childhood epilepsy. So I guess from that start, and I've been... uh, working to outgrow it, and I have, and I was taking off medications and everything when I was five years old. But you never stopped. Mm, well, my uh, they want to say that I outgrew it, and they're pretty positive I outgrew it, except for once, one or two very brief breakthroughs seizures. But you know what I mean. You never stop talking about it. Oh, no, never. I'm. How, how old looking. are you now, Sarah? Huh? How old are you today? I'm 13, and I'll be 14 next month. Well, let me just tell you, Sarah, I met a group of high school students in Delaware and in Pittsburgh, and some of those have epilepsy, and then they have other disabilities. And some of them were so excited when I told them I was going to have you on the show because they need a champion in high school to speak up for them because they have such a hard time sometimes speaking up for themselves. And that was, in fact, 
a question that many of them ask me to ask you is, what gave you the courage to talk about it? Well, I guess it's just that I've been around and having it so long, and my parents have been trying to expose me to everything and trying to help me understand that epilepsy is just one thing not important to, enough to stop your whole life thinking about it. Um, you've got to talk about it. You've got to make people understand what it is so that you don't, so that you don't make it consume you to break stigma. Well, there you go. See, for those of you out there listening to Sarah right now, if you're in high school, you're in elementary school, and you're ashamed to talk about it, look at her. Look what she's doing. The more you talk about it, the bigger the impact you're going to have on helping other people. And Joe, who works with the National Epilepsy Foundation, uh, Joe, I wanted to ask you, are there a lot of young people that the National Epilepsy Foundation works with in advocacy? And if so, could you tell our listeners a little bit about some of those programs? Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of young people that are involved, um, Sarah Elizabeth being just one of them. But I can tell you, we need more. We need every kid affected by epilepsy to be involved. You know, um, epilepsy affects a lot of kids in this country, um, and we have found that kids and young adults can be really effective advocates. You know, um, they can say things and do things that adults can't. I've seen many times when kids and young adults go to meetings with their member of Congress or their legislator in Washington or their mayor or someone like that, and they just have these elected officials in the palm of their hand, and they're able to share their personal experiences and their personal stories and get things done in ways that adults can't. So in terms of things that we're doing, we're right now just finishing up a huge petition drive where we were trying to collect as many signatures as we possibly can to show elected officials that we need to do something about finding a cure for epilepsy and ending discrimination. Um, and we have more than 5,000 people on our Facebook group. Um, we've had tons of young people um, encouraging their friends and their families and others to collect signatures. Um, we bring kids to Washington and our kids speak to our Kids Speak Up program. So there's lots of opportunities for kids to be involved. And that Kids Speak Up uh, event that you're talking about mm -hmm. is absolutely Phenomenal. I mean, I've been to that for many years, and I just, I think it is such a great program. Um, and Joe, how would young people, anyone listening to this, so a young person, how would they get involved with that Facebook? Well, I would say the easiest way to get um, to, to hook up with our Facebook uh, group is to go on Facebook if you're already a member, or even if you're not, and type in the words "epilepsy petition." That's the name of the group. We started it because of this petition drive. So um, sign up, uh, go on, search for Epilepsy Petition, and then you can join the group. And like I said, we started it about 10 weeks ago, and in 10 weeks we've gotten over 5,000 members. We're one of the largest epilepsy groups on Facebook right now. You know what, Joe? That is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is awesome <laughs> yeah, that you did cool. that in that short of a time period. I love it. I love it because let me tell you, I am all about young people. I am all about young people because I know that we are not going to be able to get into the future where we're supposed to be and in the problems we have today unless we have young leaders in America like Sarah Elizabeth. And, Sarah, 
you know, you impressed me so much because you took time to even speak, you know, when we were down there in Washington, D.C. And one question that I had for you is, here you are, you're in school, you know, as you said, you stopped having seizures. So a lot of young people, if they stopped having seizures, they maybe would just say, okay, I'm fine now, so I'm not going to tell anyone. I don't want anyone to know, but here you are. You became a national advocate. So here's my question. Why did you do that? Well, for many years, my mom has been going to these walks and these runs, like the heart walk, the breast cancer walk, the crop walk, and I love seeing her raising money for all these organizations. And then one day when I was 10, I asked my mom, why isn't there something for epilepsy? And she said there hasn't been one made. And I told her I would like to make one. So she brought me down to the Epilepsy Foundation, and I spoke with the people there and asked them if I could start a walk. And it's all gone from there and up until now. And I've raised $40,000 for this cause, and I hope to raise millions more. Boy, you are just a champion. Do you know how proud I am of you, Sarah? I am so proud of you because, you know, you didn't have to do that. See, that's that's the mark of a real champion. A lot of young people, they would say, I'm not going to do anything because, you know, I'm not having seizures right now, so uh, what does it matter? I don't need to do anything, but here you are. You're all about giving back. What do you think about that, Joe? I think it's spectacular, and I wish we had a million people like Sarah Elizabeth, but I also want people to know that you don't need to start a walk and raise $50,000 and do all these huge, incredible things to be effective and to make a difference. You can do something like signing a petition and writing a letter or writing a letter to the editor of your newspaper. It doesn't take a huge commitment of time to make a difference. I always tell people, if you can dedicate one hour a month to making a difference, you can be a really effective advocate for whatever cause you believe in. And that is so true. There are always going to be champions like Sarah, who we need more Sarahs, who do these phenomenal things. But then people like Sarah need helpers that do other things. And just as Joe said, one thing you could do to help Sarah is just talk about it at school. Just speak up. That doesn't take any effort at all just to talk about it. But the more you talk about it, the more you talk away the stigma. Do, do you know what I mean, Joe? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, part of the, you know, I have a long history in, in dealing with a variety of medical um, issues and causes, both from a personal and professional angle. And I know it can be really hard because when you have a disease, you live with it 24 hours a day. Um, and to be an outspoken person about it, it's sometimes difficult. But I can tell you, if you want to find a cure, if you want better treatment and better care, if you want to stop discrimination, the only way you're going to get there is by joining forces with other people and, like you said, talking about it. That's right. And I want to tell all of you before we go to break, remember, I am a woman with epilepsy. I take 500 milligrams of Dilantin every day of my life. I didn't know I had epilepsy and many years ago, because my epilepsy was misdiagnosed, I had a seizure at a movie theater and I hit the floor so hard, I fractured my skull and ended up having brain surgery. And that's how this all started. This road I'm on all started as a result of one seizure. But you know what? I am going to talk about it. I'm never going to stop talking about it. 
just like Sarah Elizabeth. We're going to talk about it because I have epilepsy, but I am not ashamed that I have epilepsy. Epilepsy is just part of Joyce Bender, but it is certainly nothing that I am ashamed of. And with that, we're going to get ready to go to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to two champions, Sarah Elizabeth Clark, a young woman speaking up, fighting for equality for people with epilepsy, and Joe LaMountain, Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the National Epilepsy Foundation. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Voice America. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We're talking to 13-year-old Sarah Elizabeth Clark and Joe LaMountain, Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the National Epilepsy Foundation, about speaking up, talking about it. You know, I just want to tell you one thing Tony Coelho taught me years ago, and Tony Coelho, who is the former chair, chair of the board of the National Epilepsy 
Foundation and congressman and, you know, author of the ADA and really helped spearhead the ADA Amendments Act. What can I say? He is so awesome. But he always told me, remember this, when you get a chance to take the podium, speak up. And that is what I've done, and that is what Sarah is doing, and that's what Joe's doing, because the more you talk about it, the more you're out of the shadows. Before I ask you another question, Sarah, I wanted to ask you, Joe, your opinion. Why do you think so many young people don't want to talk about epilepsy? Well, I, I think people probably think, first of all, they're, they're embarrassed by it. I mean, people you know, might feel like they're strange or they're a weirdo or they're a freak. Um, and, you know, it's not the case at all. Everybody, what, what my wife and I always tell our kids is that everybody has something to contribute. And even though you're different from other people, doesn't make you strange or weird or anything. We're all different from one another in a different way. Um, but I think it's very hard um, to do that. It takes a lot of internal strength. But I know that when you do speak about it and you become comfortable talking about it, you feel better about it, and, and people respect you. Um, and that's another reason why I think it's so important that, that people talk about it, like you say. Well, how about you, Sarah? When you were at school, why do you think people don't like to talk about it? Or other young people, why do you think they'd be afraid to not talk about it? Well, when you're a kid, most kids are not really understanding. They don't understand what this disorder is. They don't they aren't educated enough by it to get the grasp, the gist of what it really means to be an epileptic. And so mm-hmm. most kids ridicule one person or other because they have it, not realizing that it's not a big deal if you have epilepsy. It's just another aspect to your life. So, oh, that is so true. All right. Well, listen, I think we have a caller on the line. Um, do we have Dawn on the line? Yes. Hello, Don. How are you, Don? I'm good. How are you, Joyce? Good. I'm doing just fine. Don, you have a question here for uh, Joe and or for Sarah Elizabeth? Well, I just had a comment. We were at the Kids Speak Up last year in Washington. We're from the state of Alabama, and Kelsey met you there. Oh, I remember Kelsey. And uh, I just wanted to let the people know, you know, that, uh, you know, my dad had epilepsy and died of a seizure, unfortunately, and I had two sisters who have epilepsy, and, uh, of course, I have Kelsey, and she's been battling it for about 12 or 13 years, and we've done the brain surgery thing, and she's 21 months seizure-free, but we're not afraid to talk about it either. Hey, that is awesome. I just uh, want to tell you, stay on the line here a minute, Dawn. I want to tell you how much I remember Kelsey. I have, when I've spoken at conferences and when I've spoken to young people about bullying, I tell them about Kelsey and how she stood up and said immediately, I had asked the question, has anyone here ever had anyone make fun of them or call them names? And Kelsey was one of the first people that stood up, and she said, yes, I have. They call me seizure freak, seizure dog, all kinds of names at school. But, you know, here she is, still speaking up, being a champion. She really impressed me very much, Don. Yep, and uh, I know Joseph's been talking about the petition and uh, sent him over 500 names in the past two weeks. Uh, so uh, hopefully he's got those on his desk. If not, uh, they'll be there in the next day or two. So we've been really pounding the streets, getting names, and uh, just glad to be a part of this project. 
Well, Dawn, you know what? You're helping us change the way people think, and I want you to make sure you tell Kelsey that Joyce Bender said hello, and I look forward to seeing her again. Okay. All right. I appreciate all the hope to be there. Thank you, sir. All right. You see, that's what it's all about right there. He is phenomenal. I mean, mm-hmm. he has been, he and Kelsey have been so involved since they uh, came back from the Kids Speak Up event. Um, Don was telling me how they went to local football games or collecting signatures on the petition. They've been going out and working with the local firefighter groups um, in their community. I mean, if we had uh, a million people like Don and Kelsey, um, we could lick this disease easily, and that's why it's so important for everybody affected by epilepsy to get involved. Well, this disability, again, remember, there are people with epilepsy, like Sarah Elizabeth, that are fine. What I mean is there are people that, A, it can be controlled by medication, and there are people that, yes, they do have seizures intermittently, but I just want to tell you that there are people where it can be controlled. But before we go on, I just want to make sure that I take as many people as we can. I think we have a caller, another caller on the line. Missy, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Hey, Missy, how are you? I'm fine. Good, good. Missy, do you have a question or a comment for either Joe or Sarah Elizabeth? I have a comment for Joe. Uh, we kind of met down in Washington, D.C. this last April along with Don. My son is Kevin Tuchita from Spokane, Washington. Oh, yes. And um, Kids Speak Up is the best thing ever out there for the kids that have epilepsy. It is. I agree with you. Missy, it really is, because first of all, you see other children or other young people like you. You know you're not alone. That's one great thing. And then number two, you get to go talk to your uh, representative or your congressman. But I know, I can truthfully tell you, that is one of my favorite events of the year. Well, Kevin went when he was seven years old uh, for the first time to Washington, D.C. We had to fly clear across the United States to do this. And he was unbelievable. He was only seven years old. He picked the microphone up, stood up there, and spoke, saying, I am Kevin, I have epilepsy, and described himself. It was absolutely wonderful. Yes, I remember. I remember. And so proud of him. Make sure you also tell him I said uh, hello. You know, I want to ask you, do you have any advice for young people that, you know, are afraid to talk about this, Missy? You young kids, you are perfectly normal. You just happen to have seizures. It's just a quirk. Work through it. Get friends. Have your friends on your side. Right now, Kevin, his whole class is behind him at his school. They understand, and they're they're working with him, unlike the very first school he went to. It was horrifying. But now, you know, he's got a whole class full of, of aides right there for him. Look out for him. And just... He's normal. That's it. You guys are just normal. You just happen to have seizures. That's right. Just a little more firepower. Hey, oh, listen, exactly. Missy. This little boy is just unbelievable with his advocacy. Is that right? What's he doing? Right now, he, he did a, right after we got back from D.C., we did a front-page newspaper article in our local area. He has been on all our local channels uh, talking about epilepsy and seizures and He's just been all over the place. 
Well, you, well, you make sure you tell him how proud I am of him. You make oh, sure yeah. you tell him. Hey, Joe, did you want to make a comment? Yeah, I remember them very well, and I'm just so impressed that you've been able to continue to keep all this going. You know, I think, you know, our Kids Speak Up program is really terrific. What we're trying to do now is trying to create something so that people all around the country can be involved. You know, um, we do bring a very small number of kids to Washington each year, and I know Kevin was lucky and Sarah Elizabeth were lucky to be some of the ones to be selected, but there's so many kids affected by epilepsy. Um, we want to create opportunities for kids to be involved locally to educate elected officials. And I think by joining our Facebook group and getting involved with us, um, you'll be able to participate, anyone will be able to participate in these efforts. So, Missy, thank you, and please tell Kevin thank you as well for all the help you've and support you've given. Actually, thank you for thank putting you, the Thank you, Missy, for there. calling in. You make sure you tell Kevin that Joyce Bender said, I look forward to seeing him again. Okay. <laughs> he is a champion. You make sure I said that. The, and so are you for what you're doing. Yeah, well, you. you know, the more people that know about Kevin's seizures, the more people that can help him. That's Absolutely. right. Well, thank you very much for calling in. Thank you so much. Thank And I want to ask you, Sarah, what do you think about this impact you're having with all these people calling in? It's amazing. It's great. I'm glad that all these people are pitching in, are standing up to their fears and telling people about it, helping others learn what it is, that it's not a bad thing to have epilepsy. It's amazing. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. (laughs) See, I want to tell you, young people listening to the show, listen to me right now. I have epilepsy. I told you I'm not ashamed I have epilepsy. You know, one of my very close friends is Alan Fanica, football player, unfortunately, in New York. Unfortunately. Remember, he used to be in Pittsburgh. But Alan is such a great man. And I just want to point out to you, Alan Fanica has epilepsy, and so does his daughter, and he talks about it. The more of you that talk about it, the better off we're going to be. And we have a really great, great, great chairperson, Steve Sabatini, who has been working very hard with Eric Hargis, our CEO, with a great TV star named Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. And let me tell you what, if you're not watching that show, start watching it, because you'll never meet a TV star that works so hard to help people with epilepsy. And, you know, he tells us all how we have to talk about it. Isn't that right, Joe? Absolutely. So, you know, when you're listening to the show now, remember, the more you hide in the shadows, the bigger the problem becomes. The more you talk about it, the more those problems go away. The sun comes out. The shadows are gone. And with that, we're going to go to break for a minute. If you just joined us, we're talking to Sarah Elizabeth Clark, a champion for young people, and Joe Lamont. Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the National Epilepsy Foundation that is out there making it happen. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back after this break. News. 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 News.
Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We're talking about it. We're talking about epilepsy. We're talking about young people. We have a great champion, Sarah Elizabeth Clark, with us on the show today, who is a 13-year-old that has been going out talking about it, trying to impact so many people, and our Director of Grassroots Advocacy for the National Epilepsy Foundation, Joe LaMountain, who is so passionate about this and is really making a change. I think we have a couple callers. I think we have Stacy on the line. Oh um, yes, this is Stacy. Hi, Stacy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you for holding all that time, Stacy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, Stacy. Do you have a question or a comment? I just wanted to make a comment to Sarah. Um, I wanted to tell her that I think it's so great, Sarah, what you're doing for people with epilepsy. Um, I myself, I don't have epilepsy, but I'm partially sighted, and I run a Girl Scout troop for girls with intellectual disabilities. And it's just so great that you're doing that for people, and I can't tell you how amazing that is. Oh, my God. This is my Stacy. <laughs> yes, this, this is, is the Stacy. Uh, let, let me just tell you, she is a young woman. Um, what year are you in? Are you a senior now, Stacy? Yes, I'm a senior. Okay, she's a senior from Delaware, and she is part of the Bender Student Business Leadership Program. Here is a great person for you to know, Joe. Let me tell you about her. She was bullied in high school. While she was a Girl Scout camp, because of her vision impairment, they would tell her to walk places so she would fall. I mean, it was terrible what they did to her. And instead of her becoming bitter, here she is today, she's working at that Girl Scout camp helping people with intellectual disabilities. What do you think about that? 
it reminds me of the old saying, when someone hands you some lemons, make some lemonade. And, I mean, I think this is proof positive of, of how you can make a difference. Um, and I would congratulate you for everything that you've done. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Stacy, um, hold on there. Now, Sarah, what is your, e- what is your website? Um, it's uh, www.itsnotwhoiam.com. It tells about all the advocating that me and I help for my community, and it's a great place to learn and understand what epilepsy really is. Okay, could you repeat that again slowly? www.itsnotwhoiam.com. Okay, it's notwhoiam.com. Now, would Stacy be able to reach you through there? Oh, yes, I have my uh, email address for the site there. She can just log on there and email me from there. Okay, Stacy. I expect you to get in touch with Sarah. Yes, ma'am. Okay, you get in touch with Sarah Elizabeth because this young woman, Stacy, she is, Joe, a future leader in America for young people with disabilities. Now, what do you need her to do to help you out there in Delaware with that petition, Joe? Well, um, I would say if she goes to www.epilepsypetition.com, first thing is sign it. Um, and then forward it on to all your friends and neighbors and coworkers and colleagues and anybody that you can think of. Um, you know, when it comes to something like a petition, it's all about the numbers. And the more people we can get to sign this petition, um, the more impact it will have when we deliver it to um, our elected officials in Washington, D.C., and in state capitals around the country. So um, I would encourage everybody who's listening to sign it and encourage all their friends, family members, and coworkers to do the same. All right, you have your assignment there. Thank you. Hey, Stacy, thank, thank you. you so much for calling. I look forward okay. to seeing you soon, and have okay. a wonderful holiday. You too. Thanks. She's just tremendous, this Stacy. I'll tell you, just like Sarah, how awesome she is. All right, well, let's see, we have another caller. Gabe, are you on the line, Gabe? Yes, I am. Hey, Gabe, how are you? Hi, good, thank you. Good, happy new year. Same to you. Okay, Gabe, did you have a question or a comment? Well, I had a, I had a bit of a comment. Okay. Um, I know Sarah Elizabeth through uh, through our website. It's kidsareheroes.com. And the reason why I'm calling in is because I hear a lot of talk about about normalcy and kids with epilepsy being normal. I don't see uh, Sarah as being very normal at all. I see her as being uh, spectacular. She's a hero that's recognized on our website. And although I don't know her personally, I can see the passion that she has through her website is not who I am dot com and how she and and I'm not disabled at all. I've never had epilepsy, but I've learned a lot about it through her website, and and consequently, I can, you know I pass it on to other people who ask me about our different heroes on our website. And it's just, I mean, I think that any kid that does this kind of thing is, again, that they're they're above normal. They're better than normal, if you get what I'm trying to say. I do. Now wait. Now let's hear about what is your website. Would you repeat that again? It's kidsareheroes.com. Uh, KidsAreHeroes.com. K-R-E-H-E-R-O-E-S. And, and Sarah is one of the people that is featured because of all the work that she does. And, it basically and, and why did you start children. that, Gabe? I'm sorry? Why did you start that website? My daughter and I started it. My, my daughter is a 10-year-old um, girl. Her name is Mary Margaret. She's, from, she's, she's in fifth grade, and, and she and I, a number of different things had uh, got us to start. And there are a number of different inspirations for it, but it basically showcases children that that are doing exceptional things in their communities. Uh, started. I'm, I'm from Frederick, Maryland, and it started locally here, but um, it, it quickly 
spread throughout the country, and we just recently added two heroes from Canada, as a matter of fact. But, but if, if you, if, I mean, I'm just, I, f- I feel extremely uh, privileged to be among these kids that are doing all these wonderful things, and, and they all have different stories, and they're all doing different things, and they're all accomplishing incredible things. And that's why I say that Sarah is not normal. She is so far above that. And, and, and forget about epilepsy. I could care less about that. And, I, and you know, because I, 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 I don't think that anybody, I mean, I personally have never had the feeling that, that that's kind of a weird thing to have. I mean, it, hey, everybody has, uh, you know, it's, if you have something, that's, that's fine. But um, I, I've never seen that as, you know, um, as kind of freakish as you guys have been. I mean, I, I, I guess I haven't been in. I haven't had the same kind of. Well, no, that's because background. of you're such a good man. I'm sorry. That is because you're such a good man. Oh. That's no, because you're doing such a great thing with that website. In no, case I want to make sure you all hear this, in case you know of a young person you want to tell Gabe about, that's kidsareheroes.com. If you know of a young person doing something like Sarah, send him that information so he can add it to his website. And Gabe, I want to thank you as a woman with epilepsy for doing what you're doing, helping kids across the United States by doing that. And thank you also for calling in. All right. Well, I didn't really want to make this about me. I wanted to make it about Sarah Elizabeth, but but again, I appreciate that. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. And I, I want to make sure I don't lose anyone here because I think I had Kim on the line. Kim, do I still have you? Yes. Okay, Kim, hi. How are you? Hi. Great. Um, I, am the, I am a mother of a 16-year-old who was, um, had her first seizure when she was in ten, when she was ten, three weeks into middle school, and being one of these kids who wanted to be completely invisible, and then three weeks into school, she had a seizure, and she's holding up the buses at the end of the day to be taken to the hospital. Um, but there, I found out about um, Joseph Lamont um, on Facebook, and. Um, the reason I'm calling is because now that I have the I have a 16 year old and we're talking about driving and we're talking about you know going to colleges and her living independently and she's been on drug therapy since she's been 10 but she continues to have these breakthrough seizures and um, I guess about six months ago we learned that there was um, they were able to pinpoint where her seizures and what's causing her seizures. So it looks like there is um, um, a a surgical procedure available to her that may um, help her in terms of not having the seizures anymore. But along this path of being a 10-year-old to a 16-year-old, she's experienced difficulty with her education. And I was just wondering from Sarah Elizabeth if she had these same difficulties when, when my child left elementary school, she was a presidential scholar. She managed to keep the honor roll up through um, most of middle school, but as now a high school junior, with the medications that she's been on and their side effects, it's very difficult for her to focus and remain alert. And, you know, when she does have the seizures and that, you know, takes her down for a day or so, getting caught back up on all that work that's missed, so I'm wondering if Sarah Elizabeth had those issues and, and what was done about them and um, now approaching the college years with my daughter, what sort of support is out there because 
my daughter is a cellist, and she plays at a very advanced level. She studies very hard. I mean, she practices several hours a day. And she belongs, you know, to some local um, youth orchestras. And so she is a, an excellent cellist, but her grades have suffered because of her illness. And I'm just wondering what, like I said, with Sarah, has she experienced that? What kind of support out is out there for these older children who um, might be applying to colleges and have had this, this disability affect them? Yeah. All right, yes. First of all, Sarah and then Joe. Sarah, um, how about you? Did you have that problem? Well, I have, when I was little, I, when I was like two or three was when my full-blown seizures were. But when I was starting into kindergarten and first grade, um, I definitely, I had teaching assistance and I had help. And, but after I, my seizures were starting to outgrow, my uh, education increased. It didn't suffer as much as it did when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And Joe, hey, Joe, how about you? Her question about assistance for yeah, someone. I think the best thing you can do is to to get in touch with the local uh, affiliate of the Epilepsy Foundation in your state, and you can find one by going to epilepsyfoundation.org. Um, if there's not one in your state, I would imagine that through your local health system and through your medical care network, um, you can find uh, a network of uh, professionals and maybe even support groups and find other families who have undergone similar circumstances mm-hmm. to learn how they coped with these situations um, because I'm sure, you know, that what you're experiencing is not unique and that um, that those folks have kind of been through it before and can be able to assist you. Before we go to break, because we only have a minute, let me ask you, Gloria, where do you live? Uh, it's Kim. Actually, I live in, Kim, in, I'm sorry. in Kim, Maryland. Where do you live? Mm-hmm. I live in Maryland. Oh, well, there's definitely, definitely. yeah, there's definitely affiliates there. But I just wanted to mention, if you do not get the answer that you need, Mm -hmm. if you call the National Epilepsy Foundation and you call Joe, who's on the phone right now, Joe Mountain, Mm -hmm. I have someone I can put you in touch with. Okay. Yes, because that is, um, you know, she can get assistance, and, yes, she can be helped. What is her name again? Her name is Maddie. Maddie, tell Maddie I said, you know, don't give up. Obviously, she's very bright if she's playing that instrument you just mentioned. Um, and, and I hope that I get to meet her soon again in person if I haven't met her before. And, you know, the other thing, too, is I remember when Maddie was first diagnosed and my mother was like, she has, she's epileptic. And, and, and the connotation that that word in and of itself has among the generation prior to mine, you know, like my parents who it's were terrible. in their 60s. Yeah, and they're like, and um, and 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 I did. Maddie was the first epileptic that I've ever known, and I didn't think it was a a big deal. It was it was something that we had to deal with, and yes, it does have its ramifications. But it's not as if Maddie, you know, Maddie doesn't think it's a big deal. But I think um, it's thanks to people like Sarah Elizabeth and people in this generation who, okay, well, you have epilepsy or you have diabetes or you have whatever medical ailment it may be to treat these children as if they are like like people have callers have said before that they're just normal kids who who have this issue that they're dealing with just like everybody else has an issue that they're dealing with you know Maddie goes to school her teachers are like do you mind if we share with the other kids in her class that she has this so that they can be an extra pair of eyes on her I said well ask Maddie 
And, and Maddie's fine with that. She doesn't mind that people know it's not a negative thing. It is what it is. Yes, but and I want I'm you to sure. tell Maddie, here's what I say to young people about this. When you have a seizure, you just have too many neurons firing off, mm-hmm. and that means you just have too much firepower. That's, how, <laughs> that's what I say about myself. It fits my personality. I just have too much firepower. You tell Maddie I said that. I will. Hey, I thank will. you so thank much you for calling for, in. Thank you for, I, to Sarah for being there today, and thank you to Joe Lamontin for for. for for the support that you give to this and for the, and Ms. Bender for the airtime that you give to this. So it's really comforting to know that there's so many other people out there. Oh, hey, we're all about it. Don't worry about that. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank but we're, you. We're actually not, we have, I think, another caller on the line. That's why I didn't go to break because I didn't want to cut her off. Gloria, are you on the line? Yes. Okay, Gloria, how are you? Fine. Good. Did you have a question or a comment for us? I, I was listening to the show, and I just would like to make some comments. Go right ahead. Um, I actually married to someone who has epilepsy, and we've been married about nine months. And I work as a um, special education teacher at the school in the state of Georgia. And marrying to someone and living with someone with epilepsy has been challenging sometimes. And But I would like to say how much he has done great based on his disability. Um, He has had seizures ever since he was younger, and he went through college, and then he struggles, but he made it through college, and he's a great musician, which helps me to to fall in love with him because I play the music as well. And the beauty is that he drives, and I am visually impaired, so I don't drive, so we, we support each other, but I have something that he doesn't have, which is the uh, memory, and he has a wonderful sight that helps me out, So, and every time I, you know, he has his uh, moments through seizures, I try to encourage him, and it's like normal thing, day-to-day uh, stuff, just like people who have other disabilities. Right. Well, you know what? Did you say you're a special education teacher? Yes. Wow, you can really help us a lot. Because here you are, you can really help us a lot by, you know, helping young people with disabilities. But I want to tell you, you know, if there's anything that we can ever do to help you and or your husband, you know how to reach us. Right. And I signed up um, the Epilepsy Foundation in Georgia, their newsletter. And that's Good. how I got this information about this uh, broadcasting today. Well, that is awesome. I'm so glad you called in. Hey, we're on every week, every Tuesday live. You can call in any time you want. And also, Joe, is there anything you wanted to tell her? Well, you know, I think it was interesting you mentioned about the special education teacher because, you know, there's so many kids affected by epilepsy. Um, you know, I, I've always I've been thinking that it would be great to strike, start to build a network of teachers and educators, so that when there is a child or, an, or a young adult in a classroom who's affected by epilepsy, um, that we can address some of the problems that may be coming up. So um, it, it's you know something that I would like to explore some more. So you know, we need teachers as much as we need anybody else involved in our effort. Of course, you know, I work at the schools. Uh, for the blind, where we serve not just the visually impaired students, but multiple disabilities. And seizures are so common in our school. And in every classroom, we have students with one or at least two or three have those uh, seizures, but well controlled with the medication. 
So it has been, um, you know, our school teachers are very, very well familiar with it. Well, I, I think that's more the exception than the norm, so I appreciate what you're doing for Yeah, that's kids. right. I agree with Joe, so thank you so much. And listen, I want to wish you a happy new year, um, and thank you so much for calling in. You're welcome. All right. I think we have Nancy on the line. Is Nancy on the line from Connecticut? Yes, I am. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Do you have a question or a comment for Joe or Sarah? Uh, yes. I have a daughter who is 13 and has um, had epilepsy since she was three months old. Um, she's severely disabled academically because of all the seizures that she's mm-hmm. had. Um, we have tried the entire gamut of uh, epilepsy drugs. Um, she's been on the keto diet. We've had the phase three monitoring. We've done everything. She also has ESES. Um, she was in a public school system, and um, we finally, after getting a lawyer involved and fighting with the school system, um, were able to convince them that this was not an appropriate location for her. She didn't fit in with everybody else um, mentally. She's about a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And as she got older, I realized that you know the kids, as they get into middle school and high school, become somewhat, I won't say cruel, but... Yeah, no, they do. Sometimes they, they do. do. She doesn't fit in. Yep. And so they kept trying to mainstream her into classrooms, and she would sit there by herself to the point where they finally put her by herself in a room in the back of the library because they couldn't control her behavior. Oh, my God, is that terrible. So That's outrageous. I, up, I, I know. I spent a fortune on lawyers finally getting to uh, the school to agree to place her in a special education school, which we oh, found. Oh, my goodness. Is she in one in, now? Yes, she's okay. in one here in Fairfield, Connecticut. And, and what, what is her name? Her, uh, her name is Kelsey. Kelsey. Yes. Well, yeah, and see, that's the thing, uh, Nancy, that I, I want to tell all of our listeners, although I almost lost my life as a result of the accident that I had that resulted in brain surgery, you know, I, like Sarah, I'm very blessed because, you know, now my seizures are pretty much under control, but there are people, many people, that have some that have hundreds of seizures a day or, you know, children that, you know, as just was mentioned, have all these different procedures but nothing works. But I don't care how severe the epilepsy is. We are all together in this, and everyone should be treated with dignity and respect. And I have to say that, you know, she's lucky she has you for her mother. Joyce, this well, is Joe. I'd like to add something. Well, we quite a bit with her up and down, and my husband's job requires us to move quite a bit. So since she was, you know, three months old, we've moved like every two to three years, and we've seen every neurologist in the entire United States and England. <laughs> Well, wait, hold on one minute there. I think Joe has a comment. Joe, did you want to say something? Well, I just wanted to add, you know, that, that this is not altogether unusual to find parents struggling to ensure that their children are receiving the education that they're entitled to under the law. And um, the foundation has a fantastic um, legal defense um, department, the Jeannie Carpenter Legal um, Defense Fund, that helps parents and helps attorneys deal with these types of discrimination cases, uh, particularly in the public schools. So I would say that to anybody who's experiencing any type of discrimination or perceived discrimination in the schools, um, to certainly to contact the foundation 
um, and inquire about the legal defense services that we can provide because we uh, see these cases all the time, and I think that we can uh, we can certainly assist you in some capacity. Yes. And, and also, so I want to thank you, and and I want to thank you for what you've done. I'm sorry that we're so close to the show ending, but but I just want to tell you that I think this is so important that I'm going to tell you that we're going to have another show, and we're going to talk about this even more, and when we do, I expect you to call back in. I sure will. I all right. Thank all you, Nancy. Well, Sarah, here's what happened. As you can see, I feel like I had, I don't know, Hannah Montana or someone. I had Hannah Montana <laughs> on my show or I don't know what because look at all these people calling in. So you know what that means, don't you? Um, not well, you have to. Positive. We have to have another show. Do I get to come back too? Absolutely. <laughs> we have to have you and Joe. You and Joe on another show because look how many people called in. And guess what? I couldn't take some of the callers. Wow, that's amazing. That is. And I know we only have a couple of minutes before we close, so I want to make sure I get to ask you a couple questions quickly. Sarah, who has impacted you the most in your life? Oh, basically all of my friends, my family, they've supported me throughout everything that I've gone through. They've backed me up. They've uh, given me all the help and support I could possibly need or want. And it's just amazing how... Me- Many people can impact a one person's life in such a way that they can aspire to greater things that most people wouldn't even think about. And what would you say was your proudest accomplishment this year? Um, well, I have a couple, but I was amazed that I was given the opportunity to speak with Congress in March and to help restore the ADA Restoration Act with... Um, such flying colors it's taken now. And also, a couple, actually, I'm going to say it's a year ago now, the, um, an author came up to me and asked me, um, um, two years ago, sorry, um, if they could write a biography on me based on all the accomplishments and I've done to advocate for epilepsy. How about that? How about you, Joe? What was your proudest accomplishment? I think it's great that we're seeing more and more people with epilepsy getting involved in, in speaking up and talking about it and getting involved in, in advocacy. You know, um, I had an advocate friend of mine send me a note just today, and at the bottom of it, it said, Opportunity Dances with Those on the Dance Floor. And I, that really oh, stuck that with me. You know, I think it's easy to complain about what's wrong and how your care doesn't work and how you're facing discrimination and how, you know, you think there should be a cure. But it's the rare person who gets involved and does something about it. And I would say that until people get involved. That is so true. All right, listen, everyone, I know we had other callers. Here, here's my promise. We're going to start off January, February, at least by February. We're going to have Sarah and Joe back on because we didn't even get to the big stuff yet. We didn't get to talk about bullying and how to deal with that, so we are going to do that. Sarah, do you have a message for our listeners? Well, basically, if someone or something is different, you shouldn't be afraid of it, and you should embrace it and enlighten yourself. You shouldn't be afraid to help others and should find something in your community to help restore that's beneficial to everyone. All All right. Sarah and Joe. Make yourself. Hey, Sarah and Joe, you were both awesome. Hey, thank you for having us on, Joyce. It's been great. Thank you so much. Remember what Tony Quella said when you get the chance to take the podium, speak up, and we are. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, ending this year at Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. 
See you next year. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Over there, in the over there's the water. Travel, whoosh, Dr. Carol whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's world. called sand. And it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's 